Just what is authenticity? How do we know we're experiencing it in our daily lives? What are the moments in our life that have led us to a better understanding of who we are as people? These conversations and more happen right here on The Authenticity Experiment. I'm your hostess. My name is Megan Williams. I'm a licensed therapist in the state of Arizona, and I have spent my career helping people find their most authentic versions of themselves and live and grow inside of that authenticity. And now I get to share the stories of people who have taken their own pathway to authenticity. Just a general content warning, most episodes of the Authenticity Experiment have themes that can be considered triggering for some. Please listen at your own pace and understand that when people tell their stories, it's part of their healing journey. And by listening to the stories of others, we can feel less alone. However, if there is content in this episode that you find triggering, please consult with your mental health professional or reach out to me and I can provide you with resources in order for you to start coping with the stress that you may be experiencing in your own life. Hey everybody, welcome back to another conversation being held inside the Authenticity Experiment. Today I'm super excited because I get to have somebody that I've never met before and that um, I've gotten to kind of watch and see how she expresses her authentic self um, in a lot of different ways. And I've been very open about the fact that part of why I started this podcast was because I feel like social media keeps us from expressing who we are authentically a lot. And this person definitely does not adhere to that. So um, I'm super excited to introduce you to Anna and I'll let Anna tell you who she is and what she does. And um, and we'll just start our conversation. Heck yeah, thank you for wanting to have me on. Also, it's like a big compliment that that authenticity comes through. Um, but I'm Anna, I'm online as AK Percy. A-K-P-R-Z-Y. Um, I started creating content a couple of years ago and uh, things just kind of took off. Um, I'd say that there's like a theme, but the theme is just me living my life and how I'm feeling every day. Um, and people find that relatable, which is great. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't want to toot my horn, but I just feel like there's not a lot of voices out there, just people every day being honest with how they're doing. Um, and that's just what I'm trying to put out there. I love it. So some of you may know Anna from, um, if you've been on TikTok or seen Instagram reels, she does the bathrobe chronicles <laughs> where she teaches people how to manifest. <laughs> it's not like, I, I, I say that there's no wrong ways to manifest because everyone's always like, this isn't quite right. And I'm like, well, listen, I'm just speaking things into existence that I want. Um, and some of the feedback is like, this isn't how you get the things you want. And I said, like, yeah, but I mean, can it hurt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Like today I said, like, I don't have time to be stressed. So we're just going to skip it. And <laughs> you know, it's like people are like, that's not how you get rid of stress. And it's like, well, 
you don't know <laughs> it I could mean, work primal screaming and offering it up into the void is absolutely something i teach clients yes oh so, yes yes well yeah i mean i said i wasn't going to deal with stress today and i got an appointment moved to next week so i mean maybe it's working i think it's working <laughs> One of the things that I really love about when you're out in the backyard and you're having these conversations, to me, the thing that that oh, that kind of resonates when I watch when I watch you do those. First of all, it's, it is extremely relatable because I think we can all have those moments of just please stop, just stop for five minutes. I see five minutes, but for me, it feels like this almost personal spiritual relationship that you're having in that moment like out in nature, out in your yard, just being like, look, I'm just going to stand in this vast place <laughs> and this, this creation that needed one of me. That's why I'm yeah. here. And I'm going to tell it to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, can you just leave me alone? I've kind of had it. So when you think about authenticity, like what kind of things come to your mind? How do you kind of define it? How does it kind of shape in your head with that concept? Oh, I, oh, I mean, it's being yourself and unapologetically being yourself every day. So it's not like I am who I am overall, but then there's also like, some days I do have a great day and like, I'm going to come out and be that person. Even if everybody, you know, there's a huge percentage of my following who likes when I'm having a bad day because that's relatable to them that day. But like, that's the, that's the thing about being authentic about it is every day is going to be different. Um, so I'm always going to come out honestly about what's going on. Um, Cause I don't think it serves me to be dishonest about it. And um, when you're authentic like that, that's when you get the feedback from people who are like, this is what I needed to hear. I needed to know that I'm not alone. I need to know, you know, that everybody else is also going through these struggles that people just don't put out there on a daily basis. Um, so just think if you just act exactly how you're feeling or, you know, say exactly how you're feeling, um, my life has changed since I started coming out authentically like that too, for sure. Um, and not to say there's a little pressure to always check in with myself, like, who are you today? What's going on? What's going on in here? But it does get me to do that every day. And, you know, I'm, I'm growing too, just through being who I am, which, um, how cool is that? <laughs> And you're getting rewarded for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you like this? I'm literally just telling you like that today was a terrible day. I missed a meeting and I'm overwhelmed and I'm not feeling good enough about myself. And it's like, but so is somebody else that day. Well, I think too, like having those moments and, and boiling them down and saying like, this is what's going on with me. This is where I'm at. But also bringing in that idea of, I know that it's temporary on some level and that tomorrow, tomorrow could be different. So totally look at how it could be different. <laughs> you never know. Um, that's actually a question I get a lot. People are like, well, how do you deal with it when it's bad? And you're like, it can't stay bad forever. I mean, it could, but chances are it won't. I have, I've had a good day before, so I'm always going to hold on to that. Like 
that's out there. I know it exists. I can get it back. <laughs> um, it just might not be today and that's okay. Today just might be a rest day, a break day, a just wait it out kind of day and or reprioritize. Like, what is it that's putting me in this space? You know, have I taken on too much? Do I need to regroup and come at it differently um, or step back from what I'm doing? Um, and just doing that in every moment, like making everything so intentional like that, which is not how I've always lived my life. Um, but now, yeah, talking to people and being some sort of, I was saying today, it's not self-help. I was like, it's, uh, it's relatable <laughs> talking from <laughs> a person who's living a normal, messy life. Um, that's just, I lost my train of thought, but <laughs> that happens a lot. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, you just know every day is not going to be the same. It's not like an addiction, but like holding on to that high. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I know there are those days when I feel like this and the days that I feel like this. And I always know they'll probably come back and I can assist in bringing them back um, just by checking in with what the heck's happening instead of brushing everything to the side all the time, empowering through everything. Um, that's been a huge change in my life. I'm no longer just powering through my whole life. I'm not checking boxes to get somewhere. I'm intentionally moving through my life and the line has gotten a lot less straight um, through that process. I think that like one of the things that when we're in the middle of either what, what I refer to as the darkness, when we're in the <laughs> middle of the darkness, whatever, however that manifests for people, right? Um, when we're in the middle of the darkness, we forget that it's layered and mm -hmm. that there are pinpricks of light if we just look for them. But if all we're focused on is the dark and how oppressive the dark feels and how never ending the dark feels, Mm -hmm. we're missing like the tiny moments that like help carry us through yeah it's that uh, and it's so tough when you're in it to to not just hold on to it and let it suck you in like that and instead be like maybe I should try to do one thing and see what happens um that's kind of been my new thing uh when I can't do stuff or I'm just totally burnt out and I just need to like brush my teeth or something. Um, it's try one thing, see what happens. Like maybe one thing will lead to another thing or maybe it will lead you back into bed, but you tried um, the one thing. Um, and I also think, I mean, it's recent, but I, I posted that uh, on heavy days, uh, kind of a checklist of things to try to do. Um, and I didn't even intend for, I mean, it was for me, but now I go back to it constantly, like on heavy days, like try to do these things, like get out of bed, change your pants, <laughs> like brush your teeth, see what happens. Um, because yeah, those are the first things to go on those really heavy days. It's like, you stay in your clothes, you don't get up, you don't, you know, you're not thinking forward. And so I'm just trying to come at those days a little differently, still with a lot of grace, like this might not work, <laughs> mm -hmm. but let's try three things and, or try one thing, try two things and see where we get, um, just to not stay stuck like that. I, I always say objects in motion, stay in motion, but you know, when you're stuck, you kind of stay stuck too. 
Um, so to start motion, even if it's a t the smallest motion, I think that's so important to get any ball rolling, even your brain rolling. Like, oh, I can brush my teeth today. I, I can leave the house today. I think like when, when, when we understand that, you know, there are days when the hardest thing we do is roll ourselves out of bed mm -hmm. and say, today I'm going to adults even for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Even if I immediately stay, I stand up and then I immediately go, nope, and yeah. I crawl right back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's, and, and people that don't, that don't live in that or don't experience that don't really understand how difficult it can be. Right. Why can't you just do it? And you're like, I just sometimes can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think what I like about, I mean, when you say authenticity and me coming like online authentically every single day, um, whereas it, I'm talking about mental health struggles, but for the people who aren't ready to talk about their mental health yet, um, I'm not necessarily using those terms. So it's trying to come at the feelings, uh, not necessarily the what's actually going on, just to make that digestible for everybody. Like mm -hmm. somebody who may not know what they're going through, somebody who may not know they have depression and just kind of saying like, there are these really tough days and you know, just try something. Um, maybe they hadn't considered, like they're just wondering what's wrong with them. Nothing's wrong with you. Um, this is just something that happens to a large percentage of the population. And oh, it's just so hard to have come as far as I've come, I suppose, in my mental health journey and, and just want to reach more people and be like, ah, it's gonna be okay. There's just so many things you can do. Mm -hmm. And then we, we also have to be in that, that weird place where like, we don't try to force toxic positivity on folks. And like, right. And that's, I mean, I try to be pretty, <laughs> not that way. <laughs> you do very um, well. <laughs> I do think it's hard, um, you know, with toxic positivity when I'm having a good day and coming at that day authentically, and I will be like a little manic and I probably am coming across a little over <laughs> peppy and uh it's tough then too because you're like well then ref can you reference like other things i've said on bad days <laughs> because i i swear i i have them all all of them um yeah and toxic positivity is not helpful like i would say lean into your day and see where you get not get over it which isn't toxic positivity it's just bad advice <laughs> fine just think happy thoughts it'll be fine <laughs> no that's not how this works or like my husband always says just calm down <laughs> I, you know I, I used to teach I used to teach an anger management course um in in the prison system of all places and like we would have discussions about how in the ever in the history of telling people to calm down has that ever worked because <laughs> it has never worked literally <laughs> telling somebody to calm down is the least effective thing to do in that moment mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's one of those mm. things where the people don't know what to say so they just say what they think makes sense well, no. yeah yeah uh <laughs> no. it's tough no. 
it is probably what I need to do, but it's like, let's not say it like that. Like, <laughs> let's, like let's breathe. Do we need to take a break? Well, how can I be helpful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another thing that's tough around just struggling and not wanting to come at it always positive is ugh, approaching things one at a time, even emotions like where's that coming from? Where's that coming from? You can, you can go all the way back. Like, and unfortunately sometimes you're like, oh, it's just like something triggered me. And then everything else, all those switches flip too. Oh, it's so complicated and it's so layered too. And I never want to step on toes or invalidate somebody's feelings in any way. Um, but I'm also coming at people I'm talking about myself so <laughs> you're like well I'm talking about me <laughs> generally but I think though like when you're able to say this is my experience and, and you come from that place of this is my experience mm-hmm. like it 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 is less it feels less attacking to people Right. Because if yeah. they're like, well, when, yeah. when people do this or when, they like, no, when I do this, this is what works for me. If it doesn't work for you, that's cool. But this right. is what works for me. None of it's one size fits all at all. Right. So it's just like, here's a big long list of things I'm going to try today. Maybe you can try one too, but you don't have to. I'm just, it might work. It might not. So what are, what are some moments in your life that have been kind of pivotal to shaping who you are and how you see yourself oh um so I was raised (laughs) in one of those keep it to yourself households um you know mental health I literally never heard of it um I was I have obvious I have ADHD which I now know but I have obviously had it for my entire life um but all I knew was that I was frustrating um which you know isn't that easy to go through life knowing you're frustrating everybody around you um so it wasn't really until I was so sick so I'm anorexic and um I I didn't know really that I wasn't I didn't know that Um, I just knew something was wrong and I needed to talk to somebody. I was like, I need to tell somebody what's going on with me because something's wrong and my parents aren't listening. Like, you know, um, which is not their fault. We are all a product of our, uh, environment. Um, and the difference, you know, for me is that I have the internet. I have, uh, I have access to watching other people deal with these things. I, you know, we, I've had this worldwide web at my fingertips since I was, you know, 12 or 13. Um, and I just always like to make sure that people aren't like, well, don't you blame your parents for all those mean things they said? And I'm like, no, they didn't, they were repeating what they knew. I, it's, it's just passing down from generations. And I think we're really lucky with generational trauma now, um, that there are all these cycle breakers because we have so much more access to information. Um, but all that to say, um, I did end up in rehab, which was a total shock to me. I went to talk to a, like a counselor and 
just say like, I just need to know like what to do to fix this. And they're like, well, you're really sick. And you're like, oh no, I'm not, uh, not me. Like I, I'm just struggling a little bit, you know, like I'm just have been struggling to eat for seven or eight years and I'm fine. Um, I just need you to, I just need you to tell me what to do to fix it. And they're like, well, that's going to take some time. Um, and then from there, everything just kind of went pretty quickly. Um, I learned way more about myself than I ever wanted to know. <laughs> I talked to a psychiatrist and a counselor and for the first time in my life, all in the same day and sat in my group, first group therapy session. Um, and from there, it's just been a really long unlearning journey and it's still an everyday thing. I would say also though, there was a huge switch in me even in the last since the pandemic started um there was so much time that i never had before because you know i was one of those you go to school you go to college you get a job you go to work you and that's that and then you get married and then you buy a house and then that's you that's what you do um and so for the first time in my life i wasn't working 50 hours a week and i was home and I had probably the worst, worst depressive episode I've ever had. Um, and that was another turning point where it was like, I always wanted to be fixed because I'd done all the work once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it was like, oh no, there's this whole other huge layer I've been avoiding, which is, uh, you know, being a workaholic and never taking time for myself um, because all of my previous therapy had been so focused on one thing. Uh, there was this whole other side to it that I never got into until pretty recently, honestly. Um, and so that's what this kind of, it's unfolded live on the internet. <laughs> uh, this whole thing, even when I go back and watch some of my earlier content, you're like, oh, she, wow. I've figured out a lot more since then and I'm figuring out more every day, but um, I would say really being home and having all of that time with myself was a wild time of self-exploration of realizing that I had been in some weird race with myself to who knows where and um, it all just stopped. And it was like, what have I done with my life? What am I doing with my life? What do I want to do with my life? Um, and then sharing that online, really, that's a turning point when you just start talking about stuff like that and people are relating and you're hearing your own words repeated back to you as like things that are helping people. I mean, I never, <laughs> I never really knew I had anything to share uh, until I realized that people weren't sharing that stuff. And I was learning a lot too online. And I, I just, I found TikTok, which is where I started to just be such a cool, unique wealth of information where there was a lot of people talking about growing and changing and unlearning hustle culture and all this stuff that I had not let go of until recently and still not really <laughs> I still you know now I'm working two full-time jobs and uh, but I know 
what I'm doing and I can look at it with and be like, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> uh, I know a little better. I've learned a little more. Um, I think I've been a different person. Like if I looked at the person I was three years ago compared to today, there's almost, you know, no similarities except for that I am who I am deep down somewhere. But there's just been this huge shift in my pace um, and the way that I approach every day, pretty intentionally, um, which I've never really done. I'm usually, I was always trying to just get through the days, like survive this day, survive this day. And still I have a lot of days where I'm like, today we're just, we're getting through it. We're not thinking about anything, but I do have all those other days where I'm like, okay, where are we? <laughs> What's next? How, where do we go from here? How do we improve the situation? How do we get where I want to go? Where do I want to go? <laughs> That's a huge one. Um, and now it's like, after all of that, now what I know for sure is that I have no idea what I want to do or who I want to be, <laughs> which is finally feels cool. Like it was scary. And now I'm like, this is awesome that the whole I have my whole life ahead of me to do whatever I want to do whenever I figure out what that is. <laughs> so I refer to that, that process that we go through of school, then college, then work, then marriage, da, da, like that. I call that the conveyor belt. Mm -hmm. it's, it's I wrote very, it hard. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very much like being on, watching a conveyor belt at a factory doing an assembly job. Yeah. Like how everything just kind of goes down and each thing comes into line and every part has to look the same and everybody, everybody's life has to look the same. And it's like, but no. And, and I think, I think the pandemic shook up a lot of people's world in a good way. Yeah. And I mean, I, I always feel bad being like, it changed my life for the way better because it's obviously such a tragedy and it's absolutely terrible. But you're like, if that hadn't happened, I would still be doing what I was doing and getting the same results and feeling discontent and lost or not lost, stuck, stuck. Um, which now when I look back, I don't think I knew I felt stuck. Because uh, I didn't. It just felt like I was doing what I was supposed to do. And um, now I'm like, I never want to be stuck like that again. Um, so I keep <laughs> my options open. Yeah. Believing that like the world is your oyster or, <laughs> you know, like that, like it is never too late to do something else. Um, I still am struggling to believe it, but I think that's the road that I'm on the, the, the place I'm trying to get, um, that I really can do whatever I want to do. Uh, as these things come up and I mean some people I don't know I don't I wasn't raised to think I could do or be whoever I wanted to be I feel like I was raised to be the person I was supposed to be mm -hmm. um and I think that's the difference in as far if you were to say like what's the biggest difference it's like well there was this who are you supposed to be and now it's like who do you want to be mm -hmm. and I don't know but <laughs> I remember very clearly like I found an affinity for theater at a very young age because I'm really good at pretending to be somebody else. She's really <laughs> good at it. Um, <laughs> like it's just a gift, I guess. I don't know. 
Um, but I, for the longest time, would tell my parents, like, I wanted to get a theater degree. I wanted to go to Broadway. I wanted to do these things. I wanted to be a professional actress. And they were always like, but you're so smart. You should just be a doctor. And I'm like, but that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And they would constantly try to shove me into this box of this mm-hmm. is what you should be. And like, it went into radio for a while. And my dad complained about how I was never going to make any money. And then I became a therapist and my dad was like, when are you going to get a career where you make money? And I'm like, you know what? I don't, that's not, that's not my end goal in my life. Like, yes, it's (laughs) nice. Like I needed to live like roof overhead, food, my mouth, whatever. Right. Like get that. But like, that's not what, what makes me tick like I'm not gonna take a job that I hate that's gonna make me miserable and like make my quality of life at nothing just to have money in the bank that I never get to spend because I'm always working (laughs) yeah yep it's very relatable same I wanted to be a teacher and my dad said you won't make any money you won't like it you know you're like there's all these things you want to do and um I mean I like what I do now, I guess, but, um, it's tough. It's, I like that. You said that about money, not being the end goal. It's like, it's true. I I just want to be happy. (laughs) My backup plan, you know, is always like I sell my house and then I have some money to figure it out, but I don't want to keep doing the things that just don't bring me any real feeling um, about anything, I guess. I, I would say like your dreams don't have to be big to be valid. You know, the, the dream can just be whatever it is. Like get through this day. My dream is to have fun sometimes. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> my dream is to retire early. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be my dream too, but that when I log on to Fidelity, it, it says no. <laughs> I, I joke. So I had a, I, I, I used to run a, a facility and I had a guy that worked for me and he was like, you know, I was always told to dress for the job you want. And I'm like, yeah, but what does a trophy wife wear to, to work? Every day? <laughs> I'm like, I want to be a stay at home mom. So does that mean I just wear leggings and a messy bun every day? <laughs> Is that what we do? <laughs> because like, I can do that <laughs> yeah I just wear pjs my my dream would be to sleep all day I don't know <laughs> like I don't know I don't I don't know but yeah I think that it it, it creates this space where like we don't necessarily and, and I, I had this conversation with somebody um earlier this week like we don't we don't have to love what we do we just have to not hate what we do every day mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's totally. okay if you're not like hey this is the best thing that ever happened to me it's okay if you say this is just what I do to make money but we can't exist in a place where we hate our very existence every single day that we're doing it yeah I think if you wake up every day and you dread the day I think that's a nice sign that perhaps you could make a change <laughs> if you're feeling up, up to, to it, it. <laughs> you know and and the statistic like and this is probably a really old statistic at this point but like I'm a I'm an elder millennial mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on that cusp of elder millennial gen x like mm-hmm. none, neither side really wants to claim me um <laughs> so like the statistic for my generation is is that you're gonna have three different career paths not three different jobs 
three different career paths in mm-hmm. a lifetime. And I'm like, well, I'm on number two. So we're, we're doing good. I'm on one and a half. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I think when we get past this, this mentality of if I pick this and I had to stick with it for the rest of my life and it's like, but do you? Yeah. Because like you just, you know, you just talked about, like you have evolved and changed so much even over the last two years. Yeah. That yeah, the person I, you were before is not who you are today. No, three years ago, if you asked me, I was going to stay at my job until I die. <laughs> you know, like, this is what I do. This is my job. This is where I work. And now I'm like, oh, well, it doesn't have to be. Oh, and your job <laughs> is not your identity. Yes. And it always has been. Um, and it, it is, I, I recently actually posted uh, every time I do a Q&A. 20 of the questions are, what do you do for your job? And um, I finally, this past time, was like, I'm going to answer this once. I'm going to save it in a highlight and I'm never going to answer it again. I was like, and here's why. Because my life used to be my job. It consumed my every thought, my every day, my everything that I did. It was detrimental to my friendships. It was detrimental to my marriage. It was terribly detrimental to my mental health. And I am finally coming to this healthy relationship with work, (laughs) Mm -hmm. trying to (laughs) not all that successfully, but I'm still trying really hard to build a work-life balance and I need a space. I need a life that is not my job. And I do not, I do not want to sit around all day in this space where I get to come authentically and be myself Mm -hmm. and love that about it and talk about what I do to get paid. You know, it's like, I I can't do it. I, I know you're curious and I will tell you, but this isn't, I need a place for me (laughs) and I need an outlet and I need, it's a creative outlet. You know, it's, it's something that's been missing from my life, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I was like, I just, it's just not who I am. You know, Mm -hmm. it was, and I'm really trying to become a human. (laughs) Well, I think too, like when you, when you become a content creator on whatever platform, right. Mm -hmm. People start to think that, that that they are owed access to all parts of your life Mm -hmm. just because you're internet famous. (laughs) Famous is such a funny word. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, nobody knows who I am except for people online. (laughs) Nobody online even knows who I am either. So it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, you really said that. (laughs) And and it's true. Uh, Not that I owe them anything, but it, but it is tough when they're like, you know, people either think they know you or they think they don't know you. Like you haven't shared enough or you've shared everything. Um, Lots of people are surprised to find out. I have a job, you know, so it goes both ways, you know, mm-hmm. lots of people know I have a job and are desperate to know what it's like. And you're like, oh, it's, just, it's a job. <laughs> it pays the bills. It's that thing I go to <laughs> so that I can then do this for you. Yeah. 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 And, and I think I like to keep those things separate because for me, content creation is fun and it is an outlet and it is something I do for me and it meets a lot of like my little joy requirements like (laughs) 
um, you know, serotonin and all that. Right. And that wonderful dopamine bump when you have oh them my gosh. as well, right? It's very real. <laughs> oh my gosh. Look at how much that's gone. Oh my God. It goes away so fast. Right. <laughs> well, then it's a good thing that you're so good at it because you can keep getting those hits. Well, it's helped me a lot, like in every aspect of my life where I, I'm at the mercy of an algorithm always right mm-hmm. online. And it sort of has put my whole life into this perspective of it changes, like it will be high and it will be low. And I have, you know, friends in content creation, obviously like through this, I've just made, met a lot of people who let that dictate their whole day. And I, I can't go there. Like I cannot let a computer, like a com- written algorithm that's not a person dictate how I'm going to feel about myself, which is also like when I'm just coming out of authentically, the content is always different. And people might be like, this is different. And you're like, well, this is what I felt like today. (laughs) I just, this is what's coming out of my mouth today. It is what it is. And I, I did get really upset in the beginning. It's really easy to fall into that until you're like, there are highs and lows. 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 (laughs) That's how this works. The one thing that I found like that I've kind of learned is that if it's a major, like if there's a major news story that day, not to put anything out at all yeah, because <laughs> it will not get seen <laughs> because I don't, I don't, A, I don't have that big of an algorithm, but B, that algorithm is going to dominate for at least two days and it's yeah. a nice little break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I took my first ever like week off last week and it was wild. <laughs> you need those though because like eventually you get burnt out on ideas I'm assuming I think that's where I'm really lucky in that even if I'm repeating myself um and I don't batch content I don't like I don't re- pre-write things like I'm not mm-hmm. writing something today for next week everything I do is on the fly and I think for me that's a really great way to do it um because even if I have nothing, I can sit down and be like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what's going on? And talk about it. And sometimes nothing's going on. Sometimes there is nothing in there. And people need to hear that too. Having the block, it's there. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. My mind is blank. I'm very overwhelmed. <laughs> I need a snack. Right. snack I need a nap. nap, a snack, and my blankie. <laughs> yes, exactly. My cozy shirt that makes me not feel like I'm having a sensory issue. So the way I always wrap all these up is I ask, what are two things that you love about yourself today? Mm. (laughs) She draws a blank. No, no. (laughs) A lot of people do. They're like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, today. Um, Oh my gosh. Well, Today, I was really feeling my confidence um, and I, I wrote it. I was like feeling confident for five minutes and I was like, do a bunch of stuff you've wanted to do, but haven't felt confident enough to do. Like reach out to pe- like a brand that I was scared to reach out to or whatever. I was like, while you're on this, while you're feeling confident and like you can do it, like, and remember that this feeling exists, like you will get back here some days because I have been feeling 
less confident over the last week, but today I had like, I was like, oh, I forgot what it feels like to like really believe in yourself for, for even 20 minutes. And it was pretty cool. So I loved that. And I love that I know that that exists in me. Uh, and I love that I, I don't think it's a boundary, but I just knew I haven't had a day off in like 16 days and I've been completely overwhelmed that I couldn't do it today. Um, so I took my dogs to a sleepover at a friend's house. Um, and I was like, I can't have anything to do. Like I can't have, I cannot care for another living creature. I cannot do any of that today. And I like really gave myself today, which I don't usually do. <laughs> and I have no plans and I set this aside. Like I knew all week that like this is, was coming and I, I prepared myself and, you know, have leftovers ready to eat and the dogs are gone and I can go to bed whenever I want. <laughs> So I love that that exists now. I don't, that never existed for me previously. Like I was never that kind of a person who would like really set up space for nothing. Just like, I preset myself up to do nothing. <laughs> I love that. No, I, I love that. And I, I, I try really hard to, to get those times for myself. Mm -hmm but it's very difficult. I have a tiny human that lives in the house. Yeah. It dictates a lot of <laughs> Makes my it a life. little different. Yes. It dictates a lot of my life. And if she's not, then the cats are. And like <laughs> the dog will at least leave me alone, but the cats can't seem to figure out what life is like if I'm not around. <laughs> so um, thank you again so much for coming on and doing yes. this with me today. Um, I'm going to link your stuff in the show notes so that people that haven't already found you can definitely find you and connect yeah. with you, um, you know, and just, just keep doing what you're doing. Cause like your, your vulnerability and authenticity obviously shines enough for me to say, this is somebody that I really want to have a part of my project. Um, and and I think that of me. <laughs> a lot of people can relate. And I think that that's super important. Yeah. I hope I didn't ramble too much. No. Sometimes I get going and I just have to catch up with my own self. You're good. My mouth moves <laughs> faster than my brain all day long. <laughs> and I think that sometimes those of us that tend to process a little bit out loud, that mm -hmm. is when we're being our most authentic because we're not putting the filters up to get in our own way. Mm -hmm. I always say that this, this is a good forum if people want to hear me say more than 30 seconds of anything, any kind of <laughs> podcast. Yes. Yes. All right, everybody. So join me next time. Um, I'm going to have another really cool guest for you. Not going to tell you who it is. It's always a surprise because that's how I roll. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us for this edition of the Authenticity Experiment. Everything you need to know will be linked in the show notes, especially how to get in touch with our guest from today if you are interested in finding ways to connect with them more and ways to connect with me if you are interested in having this conversation yourself. I appreciate all of you who have taken the time to support this project and I will see you down the road.